So hello and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Rosscast. Um, today we're in conversation with Catherine Stott, who's um, an associate piano professor here at Russell. Catherine, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. I've just finished a really good te- day teaching um, some really lovely young pianists, so it's good. It's only my second visit, but uh, excellent. Yeah, well, well, it's brilliant to have you, and thank you so much for um, taking part in the podcast today. Thank you. you know, a viewer, you'll have to excuse me because I've got an awful cold, but we're not going to let that get in the way of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so. Catherine, what are you looking for in the role here? What are you trying to get out of the students? And I think what I'm trying to get, you know, because I'm not somebody that comes here every week. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a kind of different role. I, I'm going to be here about three times a year. Yeah. And what I'm looking for is, first of all, to kind of work out what people are up to with their studying, what, what, what kind of person they are, mm-hmm. what they're into with their music. And then, like today's been really interesting because it's been my second visit and I've been able to see the amazing progress that people have made since last time. So that's what I'm looking for, to kind of see this forward journey and just to keep questioning people in a different way. Young musicians see what they're up to, what they've been listening to, to, but to engage so that they eventually they, they will know me. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's something that's really interesting as well, like that kind of change over time, because mm. it's amazing how quickly the pianists here develop. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's really quite rapid. And so, uh, Catherine, how did you get into music? Ooh, <laughs> I have to go back in time a long way. Um, so I got into music because there was a little piano in my house, <laughs> and it was just there, and I went to it. But my mum was a piano teacher, and um, I think I just learned to... I, I wouldn't say I learned to play, but I, I just enjoyed playing, and then I learned to read music super fast, and yeah. off I went. But it was there. So for me, the interesting question, in retrospect, would would I be here today if that piano had not been in my house? Yes, absolutely. So it's good maybe kids are just exposed to music as much, just in case you pick yeah. something up. Absolutely. It, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because um, we had a piano in our house, and that led to me doing piano lessons quite a while. And yeah. But it, it's, it's that kind of exposure to it, isn't it? That, that yeah, actually... whether it's music or whether it's yeah. something else. So it was just there, and I had to go, and then I happened to like it, I happened to be quite good at it, and yeah. off I went fairly fast. Yeah. And, and what, what's your favourite piece of music to play, to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick, maybe a top three. Top three? <laughs> I just don't think I can even answer that question. My problem is, is that I'm listening to music all the time and discovering new things mm. that I really like. So my tastes are also quite broad. What about composers? Okay, so I really love French music and I like the music of Gabrielle Fauré. Oh, yes, of course. So I could say, but I could say one of my favourite pieces of Fauré's that's actually not written for piano is the Requiem. Incredibly beautiful piece. Yeah, I've seen that multiple times and it's, it's a joy to sing. It's yeah, it's, it's very moving also, so I can't quite get to the end of it without <laughs> tears. So I, I tend to cry a lot at, um, in music, so that's one thing. I'm also, I love opera. Oh, absolutely. So, um, I probably my favourite opera is La Boheme uh, by nice. Puccini. Yes. But I also love Wagner's Ring Cycle. Of course. And I was thinking if I was on a desert island, I could take the Ring Cycle because it's so huge, it's 16 hours of opera. Yeah, yeah. That might be good. But, you know, at the same time, I also love Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, and these yes. kind of old standards. 
because I think those people really knew how to spin out a melody. Yes. And, very, and they always had very cool accompaniments. Absolutely. You know, um, Frank, Frank with a big orchestra behind him, yeah. he does my way the best, and see, with it, with that, with that, with the strings and everything. Yeah, just... and they just had um, fantastic orchestrators. It was very cleverly written stuff, but they were they're just the way they, because they were great storytellers. Yeah. So I think music is about storytelling, mm. and they're perfect examples. I mean, yeah. there are more modern ones, but I, I haven't liked those. And I think, yeah. I think Puccini as well. You listen to a lot of Puccini operas like uh, Tosca, mm. and from that you, you can get the melody for a lot of um, West End shows, mm. like um, the uh, Requande that um, the lead in Tosca sings at the, towards the beginning. That's basically the, the melody for um, the, the key song in one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals, I think it's um, Love Never Dies. Yeah. And then, or the other way around. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the, the humming chorus in um, and Madam Butterfly, that's uh, Bring Him Home from Les Mis. Yeah. You know, so it's amazing yeah. how they get these inspirations. Well, they're inspirations, aren't yes. they? Or they might, something may have rubbed off, but mm. I think, you know, I, I, I do love good melodies, but, you know, the, the secret of Puccini opera, and actually I think I could probably say the same about Fauré's music, but yeah. it's the way they actually spin out the harmony, so that if you, if you listen to certain arias... They just build up from a point, and you think, "Oh, here it comes, yeah, here it comes," yeah. and then they just make it kind of last and last and last until there's a kind of explosion. Yeah. Um, like so, Nessun Dorma. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, um, but this, you know, I also like very very early music also, and uh, it, you know, I, I think my taste in music is really up to today. So. Yeah. I think it's good to have a broad taste of music, keeps things interesting in a sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and I like working with composers that are still alive. Um, yeah. I don't do a lot of that, but I yeah. do some, and yeah. I enjoy it because you can actually ask them directly, because yeah. most of the time as a musician we're playing music by composers that are no longer with us, so you spend half of your time opening up a score and trying to work out what it means. Yeah. So when I'm working with some of the young musicians here, Part of what we do is together explore a score and say, what do we think this means? And they mm -hmm. might think one thing and I might say, but you've missed this bit in yeah. the score. And, um, and it's then how to interpret that. Yeah, which makes it helpful when the composer's in the room. You know? Yeah, they can yeah. say, yeah, you're not doing what I wrote. <laughs> and then sometimes you can equally say to a composer, but actually you haven't notated that brilliantly. I don't get it from what you've said. Yeah. And, and that's also good, good feedback for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, so we're lucky to be in a world of hundreds of years of music. Mm. And music, I don't want to even put into categories. Yeah, absolutely. They can all, they can all mix. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, Catherine, you've been to Russell twice, and this is your second yeah. time. What are your thoughts on Russell as a school? What do you think about it? Well, I haven't been around the whole school, but it seems a really happy place. You know, I've um, I, I've been uh, I've had a very sort of quick guided tour, but it's a beautiful location. Mm. That's what I like. You know, this is in the countryside. It's near the ocean. It's peaceful. I mean, I think it's amazing that you've got this fantastic uh, music department here. That is a really thriving yeah. place for music because. Yeah. You know, a lot of boarding schools don't necessarily have that, or they might be very sports-led. It seems a very, very, there's a, it seems a very broad outlook. Yeah, and um, I mean, I have to say that the work that um, Adam Dobson, the director yeah. of music here, has done, and the Starway School and things like that. It, it's yeah, it's 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 fantastic, and and um, you know, Victor Lim, who is um, 
teaching here, head of piano. Um, it's all excellent. You know, these are people really um, of really high level. Mm. So um, I'm delighted to be associated with the school. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, so what skills do you think are important in the development of young pianists? Wow. <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think the thing is with piano, there's, it's so, so multi-layered. So first of all, I think skills as a pianist involve, like, but or like all musicians, involve using this, you know, kind of muscle memory, yeah. uh, imagining sounds, because you know, on a piano, we can also pretend to play like a flute. Mm. We can pretend to play like a cello. We can be the whole symphonic orchestra on the piano. Yeah. So I think the skills need to come, we, we have to encourage our imaginations apart from our technical things. I mean, I'm, I'm not going into technical detail here no. because I'm presuming, and I know, that those things are dealt with on a kind of day-to-day, weekly basis. But yes. it's, it's everything else that creates a kind of... And then a sort of healthy, healthy interest in other things hearing other musicians I know one of the things that happens here at school is that they're taken to hear uh, lots of concerts yeah, to the Halle and to the um, Liverpool Phil things like that yeah yeah that's great you know how amazing is that so they actually get to mm. hear musicians in, in real life context and, and I've just had a chat now with some students about the concerts they've been to this term and what they liked and what the experiences were like so I think that's really important and I believe as well that there's a um, a signature concert happening soon with you and a singer. Is that, is that I'm coming here with wonderful soprano Catherine Broderick. Um, and talking of Wagner, she she sings tons of wonderful Wagner. Um, but I mean, she's an amazing singer. So I'm very happy to kind of introduce her to school, and I think that will be a real treat for yeah, everybody. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. And, and and viewer, look out for the. Um, uh, media about this concert in the future it'll be unmissable I'm sure I hope so <laughs> but we're looking forward to it that's the thing because you know music is about sharing mm. there's only so much that you can do in the practice room that's yes. just like the day-to-day work um, and ultimately it's not one of those things where you work and work and work and then kind of write it all down and book close the book and say oh that's done what we want to do is kind of learn to play something learn to perform something and then share it with somebody and say hey what do you think about this absolutely and that can be just in this room that we're in now or it can be in a a concert I mean you've got a concert hall here so that's great absolutely and and I think that's where the joy comes from music isn't it sharing with others and sharing why you love it and and why it's important to you and things like that yeah and and, I mean music is also about sharing emotion Mm. so it's we don't want to necessarily make somebody cry because it's a sad piece but does it does it make you I mean I, there's been a young student here today has performed has got very emotional he performed for the rest of the class we had a kind of little group class because it made him think about memories yeah. or people that were distant or things that are going on and and music can bring us close to those feelings definitely that perhaps can't be expressed in other ways absolutely and that's a positive thing definitely and certainly for me Puccini that that's all I ever do I listen to him and I think about 
where I was the first time I heard it. Yes. Who I sit with when I hear, listen to exactly. it. Exactly. You know, music takes you to places, it connects you to people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can share that with somebody else. And then suddenly you're creating new memories. And Through then that they, sharing. Yeah. Then they take that on. And maybe, you know, maybe in a concert you hear something, you think... I mean, I can remember when I first heard some music from South America. It was actually Argentinian tango music. Really? And I'd not really known much music that came from there. Mm. And then I started to explore very traditional tango as a result of hearing more modern tango. Yeah. And then I thought, well, hang on, this is a whole continent down here, South America. Yeah. I've only known music mainly from North America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started exploring that and then getting music from Brazil and on it goes and then Cuba, Latin America. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's an exploration, so it's a, a way to kind of join the world up. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. We've got so much to go at. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's what makes music really interesting, it's those kind of cultural differences and those nuances. Yeah. Um, and, the, and you can really notice the difference between Brazilian music and, say, um, other Latin American Yeah, Uh, or you can also join up the dots of where the music has travelled, you know, through time and through ages and then how it has, um, you know, I've played, there's a a wonderful piano piece called uh, Variations on a Theme of Corelli by Rachmaninoff, Mm. but the actual theme is something that came, I think it it was um, in the 15th century, there was a a dance called La, uh, La Folia. Yeah. Oh, yes. And this theme comes a lot, and then it's been kind of, you know, rejigged somehow mm. by other composers. But that's music that's travelled, you know, th- three, four hundred years, yeah. and then becomes something else. And I'm, I'm sure uh, we've touched on a module at degree level music there, I mean, music through the ages. We, we've, we've, music we've laid, through the ages. We've, we've laid the foundation for a dissertation, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, as a final question, yeah. um, you mentioned before that you're travelling to America yeah. uh, soon. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, where is your favourite place to perform? Oh my goodness me. Um, <laughs> another. You come up with really tricky questions today. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I've played in some wonderful places. I mean, I think Hollywood Bowl was a kind of spectacular. Yeah evening just because it's a kind of iconic place um, but you know you can also come and play in something that's very small and very intimate yeah. so it's very easy to kind of name you know these big famous places like out of the Royal Albert Hall yeah. or something like that but I've also had very kind of memorable play, uh, feelings of connecting with people in a small church in a countryside village yeah, that's yeah. you know in, in, in a tiny weeny place uh, but you know I'm very lucky to be in a world of music where it has taken me all around the world and Absolutely. that's what it that's what it can do physically it can also do it mentally but it can do it right here in Russell yeah because you have you have students from all around all the world 57 different nationalities I think yeah so imagine all those conversations going on Absolutely. and all the music that can happen between them definitely and I think I think that's a really valid point about the, you can go to like I sing quite a lot in choirs so you mm. can go to the big cathedrals and you can sing there but nothing beats those quaint carol services in little villages in the lakes you know yeah, that, that exactly. kind of venue exactly with a cup of tea afterwards that's, <laughs> that's what you want isn't it exactly <laughs> 
Catherine, thank you so much for this interview. It's Great to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.